two about what I saw here Sunday two weeks ago. Uh, I came here after a whole line protest. And I saw a group of Ukrainians uh, in this exact spot, just over there where those people are eating the dinner. Uh, there was some over here as well, uh, where those people are standing. And there was some right here in this corner over there. And, uh, well, you know, I'm qualified to tell you who's military and who's not because of a job I had. Uh, for years, I used to sell things to soldiers. So from a distance, I had to be able to tell whether the soldier could afford what I was selling or not, or what grade of pay the person had, so I'd know which product to sell the person. So we became very adept at identifying the rank of soldiers from a distance. And certainly with a group of soldiers, the dynamic between the soldiers is uh, very telling as to who's in charge and who's not. So when I say I was looking at a, boot, a group of uh, Ukrainian soldiers here two Sundays ago, I'm qualified to say that. I, I know what I was looking at. I know who was the officers and I know who was the enlisted. I know who were the higher ranking enlisted and I know who were the higher ranking officers. Because that's what I was trained to do. I was trained to identify soldiers from a distance so I wouldn't waste my time selling the wrong product to the soldier. It's just the demeanor they have. Now, these soldiers were very busy. I, I noticed that they were looking up at the rooftops all around, all around here. They were pointing up at these rooftops. They seemed particularly interested in the rooftop of this uh, building here. Um, also, they were pointing out to the uh, sea out there. They were pointing out to the, the waterway, shall we say. To me, what it looked like was a group of soldiers doing uh, reconnaissance, uh, figuring out where the choke points are, figuring out where best points to set up the sentries are. So for me, uh, what I saw here two Sundays ago was a group of Ukrainian soldiers uh, doing reconnaissance on our city. Now, where did these Ukrainian soldiers come from? Well, NATO has been nursing a Nazi army in Ukraine for 20 years now, maybe even as far back as 70. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Okay. I told you that they would be bringing Azov Battalion to America, but they're doing it in other countries first. Okay. Look what's happening right now in Ireland. I told you they would do this. I told you. And we have Nazi sympathizers um, in America as it is. And now you got Ukrainian refugees coming here. What did I tell you? And you have people thinking Ukraine is a victim. They're not a victim. You don't like Putin? Hey, you don't like Putin. Fine. But you can't be for Ukraine. Okay? And it's also found out that Ukraine is not a democratic state. It's not a democratic country. It's not. They kill journalists who report the truth of what's going on with the Ukraine, with the Azov Battalion, they'll torture you, and they'll kill you. And this is coming to America. We have a president, okay, has shown you that he is racist, and he is a Nazi sympathizer. He knows what he's doing. Joe Biden knows what he's doing.
I think I've told you before that there was uh, a celebration shouting eyes off, eyes off in lower Manhattan a couple of weeks ago. And that doesn't bring alarm bells. And they're already censoring people who talk, who tell the truth about Ukraine and Zelensky, who is a drug addict. Person told me about how there was a video on YouTube of him talking with people through Zoom, and he had a line of crack on 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 his desk. into eastern Ukraine, the people he was at going after, as you said, were the Azov Nazis, the right sector Nazis that are in the uh, Ukrainian army, uh, work for the Ukrainians. Um, so when he entered eastern Ukraine, it was those Nazi soldiers that fled. The people that fled from eastern Ukraine, they weren't of Russian descent, and they weren't ordinary civilians because Putin wasn't attacking ordinary civilians. His state is aim is to denazify Ukraine. So if NATO has been nursing this uh, Nazi army on the uh, eastern side of, uh, of uh, Europe, uh, they're not just going to let Putin waltz in and destroy that army after 70 years of financing, training, and building this organization. They wouldn't just let him do that. So what do you do? Well, what you do is you put them in amongst refugees and you send them all around the world. And that's what's happened. Brilliant. Brilliant. We got Ukrainian refugees here in, in New York. You can't tell they're Azov Battalion or not, but you have Nazi sympathizers among the Ukrainian people. And they need to be sent back. Send every last one of them back. Because they sympathize. You can't tell who sympathize with the Azov Battalion and who doesn't. I'm sorry, send them back. But unfortunately, what I'm saying, which is pretty good advice, will not be taken seriously. And black people are going to get the brunt of this. They're going to get the brunt of this. Hate crimes will go through the roof. This is the president that was put in power. And presidents are selected. They're not elected. So... If you are a a person who's worried about uh, economic collapse, food shortages, if you're worried about even vaccines or viruses, having a Nazi army divided up and spread around Europe is not helping the situation. They're going to conquer Europe, and they are going to make it very hard for minorities, especially in America. And Biden will be perfectly okay with it. Perfectly okay with it. At all. At all. No. Whatever reasons people have for uh, welcoming Ukrainians into this country, it's time those people acknowledged 
that Ukraine has a vast problem with the Nazis, and not just Nazi soldiers, Nazi, Nazi sympathizers. They're everywhere. There's hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of these people in Ukraine. Uh, they played a vital part in the color revolutions, the Maidan revolution, and uh, we need to acknowledge this issue. Our government, which itself had close associations with Nazi, our police force, which itself had close associations with Nazi, has now brought Nazi soldiers from Ukraine in amongst us. And while you might all be very busy signaling your virtue about Ukrainian refugees, I uh, suggest you begin to signal some strategy for keeping peace between Ukrainian Nazis, Polish nationals, and Russian nationals. Do we need to get John de Chastelain over to Ireland again? Do we need to set up a peace process between these three factions? Because they will fight. They will fight. There's no two ways about it. Those guys do not get on at all. And it, it is just wishful thinking to think that you can bring a Nazi wing of the Ukrainian army in amongst the Polish and Russians of this country and have peace. That's a pipe dream. But it's a, it's a great pipe dream for the globalists who want chaos and who will then use that conflict to strip us of more freedoms. So whether or not these people are here as an armed force, or whether or not they're just here to cause chaos in our society amongst the different immigration uh, uh, sets that have come up, uh, I don't know. But it is a recipe for a disaster. And I, for one, will not be tolerating the presence of Nazis in Ireland. And it's a big old turnaround for the books that, as usual, when there's a difficult topic to be enforced, it is the Irish nationalists, the men of the Irish nationalists, that have to stand up and do it. People who have been screaming about Nazis for years ran off as soon as they saw one. As always, they, they'll scream about a problem, an imaginary problem, and then when they're asked to do something about it in reality, they're nowhere to be seen. And yet again, the Irish male nas the nationalist has to, has to stand up and defend Ireland against the government against the media and against the establishment. Yet again, why is it every time there's a difficult topic in Ireland, the only people that can handle it are Irish Republican nationalists? So, uh, anyway, that's enough for me today. I know what I saw. Oh yeah, and I saw it in Limerick as well. I was down in Limerick a week before that. I was in Limerick and I saw Ukrainians doing exactly the same thing. Ukrainian soldiers, I know soldiers when I see them, I've been trained that way. And they were looking at the rooftops in Limerick City also. They were pointing up and down the street. I know what I was looking at. And these guys were doing their cognizance. That's what they were doing. There's no two ways about it. We have imported thousands of Ukrainian soldiers, most likely the ones that Putin was chasing, which is the Nazis. So we've imported thousands of Imagine when they come here. Okay, they probably are here. The Azov battalions are probably here already. And they're probably looking at the tops of buildings, you know, in Manhattan, in Brooklyn, in the Bronx. Who knows? And they're planning what they're going to do.
slowly this country will be looking. These blue states are going to be looking like Europe during World War II. It is slowly going to be that way. Slowly. Mark my words. Now, this is an article, uh, uh, March 25th, 2022. Zelensky singles out Ireland for lagging in support for Ukraine. Hmm. He wants you, he wants everybody supporting it so he could send his Azov battalion over there. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky singled out Ireland as a country that almost stands with Ukraine as it battles a Russian invasion and addressed to European Union leaders at a top Brussels summit. The Ukrainian leader spoke to the 27 leaders over a video call from Kyiv and thanked member states one by one by standing with Ukraine, and in particular, Eastern and Baltic allies saying Lithuania stands for us, Latvia stands for us, Estonia stands for us, and Poland stands for us. But Ireland was among the member states he described as not offering full support. Ireland, well, almost, Mr. Zelensky said, according to a translation of his remarks released by the Kyiv government early on Friday. Ireland was the first Western European country to join the informal EU grouping of many Eastern states known as the Friends of Ukraine, which this week jointly called for Ukraine to be fully named, formally named a European Union membership candidate. Ireland also moved early to waive visas for Ukrainians before the European Union moved as a whole and has sent humanitarian aid with the government repeat repeatedly expressing full solidarity with the country. However, Mr. Lezinski's remarks may refer to Ireland's decision not to send military aid to the country. Because Ireland may have gotten wind that you guys are Nazi sympathizers and you have always been a Nazi-controlled government, <clears throat> Nazi-controlled country for decades. The government opted to send medical and humanitarian supplies alone, staying out of the of a joint one billion fund for arms for Ukraine, supported by almost all other U European European Union countries. The Ukrainian government did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Portugal's support was also described, as well as almost Germany, which has ruled out sanctions on energy due to its economy's dependence on Russian gas, and has been criticized for year-long policy of strengthening trade ties with Russia, was criticized for dragging its feet. Greece, I believe, stands with us. Germany, a little later, Zelensky said. But the Ukrainian president's toughest words was reserved for Hungary, where the state media has continued to propagate Kremlin talking points, even as long as a longtime ally of President Vladimir Putin, Prime Minister Viktor Orban, joined Western leaders in condemning the invasion. Zelensky accused Hungary for holding back support for sanctions for some sanctions and refusing to allow weapons to be delivered through its territory. Listen, Victor, do you know what's going on in Maripol? <clears throat> Mr. Zelensky addressed Oban directly referring to the Ukrainian city where tens of thousands of civilians are trapped in desperate conditions after a prolonged siege. And you hesitate whether to impose sanctions or not. And you hesitate whether to let weapons through or not. 
and you hesitate whether to trade with Russia or not, Mr. Zelensky asked. There is no time to hesitate. It's time to decide already. In a statement in response, Mr. Alban's office said he had rejected Ukraine's request because they are against Hungary's interests. Hungary wants to stay out of this war, so will not allow the transfer of arms and weapons to Ukraine, the statement read. Turning off the oil and gas taps would mean Hungarian families paying the price of war. It added, noting that 85% of Hungarian households are heated by gas and 64% of the country's oil imports come from Russia. A group of countries led by Poland have called for an outright end to energy imports. As long as we are purchasing energy from Russia, we are financing the war. Finnish Prime Minister Sana Mirin put it as she arrived at the summit in Brussels. The mixed views among member states means that the European Union did not agree to impose new sanctions on Russia at the summit and will instead focus instead on closing loopholes in existing measures. So he's trying to, you know, emotionally manipulate other countries to support Ukraine, especially Ireland. And I, for Ireland's sake, I hope they do not support the Ukraine as well as Hungary because they know better. Because they depend on Russia. Most of the world depends on Russia. Okay. And um, <clears throat> things are going to get ugly. Things are going to get ugly. And Zelensky is trying real hard to get Nazis over here in America as well as Ireland. <clears throat> 